When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Joint Gold Standard Grant Cohn production. It is Wednesday. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. There's Grant Cohn. Grant, I appreciate you doing the pod before you get on the plane to go to Vegas. This isn't a vacation. This is a work week. And just like you, I don't take days off. Uh, I don't get paid days off, paid vacations. I'm here to work, baby. And this is training camp. Let's go. Got any uh, good plans for Vegas when you're out there? Nah, man, it's going to be so hot. This is what I'm going to do. So they're going to be practicing really early in the morning. So I'll be right. wake my butt up early, get home around a little after lunch, do my stream, wait for the sun to go down. So it's not, I mean, like, what are you going to do? It's going to be 105 degrees. Wait for the sun to go down, go get some food, come back to my hotel room, go to sleep, do it again. That's what I'm going to be doing. It's going to be fun. Oh, man. I can't wait. I'm so eager to see Cirque du Soleil every night. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, look, I wouldn't be surprised to see Grant Cohn out on the strip at night in Vegas. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I guarantee you won't find me out there. You don't like to gamble? Nothing? No. All right. Because I lose. It seems like such a hard way to make money. You know what's the easier way to make money? YouTube. This. <laughs> yeah. It's true. At least yeah. you know if you put the effort in, you're going to be rewarded. All right. It's like playing craps and always winning. It's the best. It's the best. Yes. We're going to get to some of the narratives from training camp that I want to see hold up against the Raiders. But we got to start with the story of the day yesterday, which was, of course, the word or because the Niners on the depth chart released the depth chart and Trey Lance or Sam Darnold was listed as QB2. Now, as again, as I have told people, do not put any faith in the depth chart. The first one that comes out, they have to be released pretty much a lot of the coaches just give it to the PR staff to do. Um, so I'm not sweating this out, but I did think it was kind of a little bit of a troll job by the 49ers. I do think, I mean, most of the time the PR staff puts it together. And if I was on the PR staff, based on what I've seen in practice, I would have put the or two because the Niners haven't decided yet who's going to be the number two quarterback. I mean, they would tell you they haven't decided. And based on the reps, they're so even between Darnold and Trey, you'd have to, you'd have to. So it seems honest even if it is trolling, but I don't believe, I mean, obviously they're going to have to pick one guy to be the backup at some point. And one of these guys is going to be the third string and he's going to be inactive on game days and it's going to be freaking embarrassing. And you know what the Niners could do if they're really indecisive is they can make one guy 
inactive one week and the other guy inactive the next oh, week. But uh, no, eventually they're going to have to actually settle on a backup quarterback. And I, to me, it is clearly Trey Lance. And I think, I think everyone watching practices would agree. I haven't found anyone watching practices that says, you know what, Sam Darnold is playing better than Trey. Jack Hammer, ask whoever. It's like, no. I mean, a lot of people feel Brock's the best quarterback on the team. I'm not sure about that. But even those people will say, Trey Lance is improving, and he's the second best quarterback here. I think the Niners probably are surprised about that, didn't know that this improvement was going to happen, and that's why they brought in Sam Darnold. But Sam Darnold hasn't made improvements. No one says that Sam Darnold's different. Trey is. And that, to me, is an encouraging sign. But that should be enough. Like, that should be enough. Tim Kami has been saying that he thinks Trey Lance will get, you know, to start against the Raiders on Sunday, but depends on how the joint practices go. Why should it depend on how the joint practices go? Like, what? It shouldn't depend on that. If this guy's everything you say he is, and he's healthy now, and he looks better than he's ever looked, that should be the end of the freaking argument. It should be the end of the freaking argument. I don't know why they're making it like this. And again... They say that Brock Purdy is the real deal. Sam Darnold is the second coming of Steve Young and is the most armed talent of any quarterback in franchise history. But no one really has anything over the moon nice to say about Trey Lance other than, hey, he's finally taking some initiative. Everything is kind of like a backhanded compliment for Trey. Like, yeah, he's finally making strides. Finally taking his career in his own hands. Finally seizing his opportunity. Like, okay. What am I not understanding behind uh, about what's going on behind closed doors? Like, you guys should be over the moon happy that you're finally getting the results uh, that you've been trying to get with this guy that you mortgage the future for. And it's finally happening, and you're like, I don't care. Let's say Brock Purdy was not a thing, didn't exist, wasn't on the team. Right. Trey Lances was just like 2022, and Trey was going to be the presumed mm-hmm. starter. And he has had the exact same camp that he has had. I feel like the hype train would be out of control right now. I would have to say so. Like the spreadsheet would be talking about his completion percentage and all this stuff. Um, but I don't I don't get it. It's, it's like every day he's clearly better and people are like, who cares? <laughs> I, I, yeah, what's but- interesting is if the Niners were really over it with Trey, if they were really over Trey and didn't think he was going to end up being anything, they really felt he was like the next Paxton Lynch, cut him. But they won't. I think they're in this catch-22 where they feel like they maybe not, they may not have the ability to coach him up. Because they haven't gotten results with him. But other people can. And it's been proven. And it's scary to think that you could cut him loose and let him wind up in an organization that knows what it's doing at this position that's equipped to really, you know, overhaul a quarterback's mechanics. Not every team can do that. Not every coach can do that. But Jeff Christensen can. And if another team gets him or gets Lance and has, you know, a coach like, the Niners look bad, really, 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 really bad. And I think they know that. So they're just going to hold on to Trey for a long time, a long time. It's weirdness. Oh, uh, by the way, cinnamon Weird. kiss says Cirque du Soleil is fun. Grant. Hell so yeah, it is. Go. I love it. It's a lot of fun. And check it's it out. It's expensive as hell. Yes, it is. I've actually seen it. I was forced to go with the kid. It's not my favorite. I went in thing. December. It was dope for that before the uh, Raider game. They're like, uh, they had like, they had like a pool on the stage. They're like jumping into the pool. It was dope. Okay. That's pretty sweet. Was, uh, yeah. Water. There. What kinds of things should we be listening for that differentiates positive momentum for Trey versus the 49ers fishing him for sale? They don't fish him for sale. They don't pump up his trade value. They don't say they don't they don't shower him with uh, flowery words of praise to use a, car, a Jim Harbaugh phrase. They don't do that. They do that with Sam. They do it with Brock. They even do it with Brandon Allen. But for Trey, it feels like they think they anointed him. Or they, I don't know what they think, but I think they feel they need to take a totally different approach with Trey Lance to get the best out of him. Or or they're over Trey 
they don't feel like they can really coach him. And they're now just like sort of looking at him in amazement, like, man, I didn't expect him to do this. How long is this going to, how long is he going to keep this up? Well, you pointed out something at practice that I thought was interesting was that Trey checked the ball down and I gained like five yards. I think you said, and you said, Kyle basically went no. nuts. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. So it's third and eight. Uh, Trey draws Austin Bryant offside free play. The play is a screen pass to Jordan Mason and Trey. He is, he's not the most natural thrower. He's very trained. Mm -hmm. Right. And so he's got this arm slot and Brock has all these different arm slots. So does Sam. So if there's a defensive lineman in his way, they can kind of like drop it down and make that screen pass. That's not Trey as much. And he got his screen pass blocked, knocked down and Kyle lost it. I've, I, you know, he's always so stone faced onto the next play in practice because he knows everyone's watching, but there's no fans there. And I think he, so it was a lot quieter. And all of a sudden I hear him go, oh, I'm like, what are you? And he's like yelling into his walkie talkie. Like, no, Trey's five feet from you, man. You can go <laughs> over and talk to him. And it's, I, I just don't understand why he reacts that way to Trey and not anyone else. Because I mean, Brock's over there throwing a pick a day. Sam Darnold is Sam Darnold, but Trey getting his pass tipped is what sets you off. To me, that's inconsistent. And it speaks to something going behind, going on behind closed doors that we don't understand. Maybe, but it also to me speaks to the fact that they haven't given up on Trey. You don't get that pissed at someone that you don't care about anymore. Right. So that's true. Positive that I took out of it. Like if you're just like, whatever, this is our QB three, who cares? Then you're not going to get fired up if he gets a screen, a screen pass knocked out. So I'm trying to take the positive out of it. I don't know. You got to, I, I get the feeling that there's a, the um the culture in the 49ers organization and not just on the team but the whole organization is unless you're Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, Jed York or one of the guys that goes to Cabo like that that elite group and we know there's an elite group the inner circle yep. the holy of holies unless you're in them in that group nothing you do is ever good enough and that's everyone in the organization and i think people act like act like that's a cool culture it brings out the best in people it forces people to go above and beyond I think it crushes some people. And I think with, with Trey, he's a young guy who was sort of brought here with high expectations. They sort of recruited him and made him feel like he was special and then switched up on him. Kind of like you were in a fraternity, but sometimes they'll like recruit you and say, oh man, you're so cool. We got to have you. And then they just make your life hell for a year to break you because that's what frats do. And the Niners sort of have a little bit of a fratty culture where you have your, your top level dudes and then everyone else trying to make it. And Trey's in that everyone else trying to make a group. And I think because they gave up so much for him, they're so hard on him. And I don't think it's necessarily what he needed. <laughs> he might, I don't think it's how Andy Reid or Pete Carroll would, would go about such a thing. It's a very Shanahan thing to do from Mike DeCoff. Yes. Now this, though, like what's coming up, the joint practices with the Raiders in the game on Sunday. Say what you want about how the 49ers feel about Trey Lance, whether they've been fair, unfair, whatever. Brock's right. not playing. Trey's going to get his shot. Like yep. he has to go out and kill it. He has to yep. kill it. Like regardless of all the other circumstances and everything else, this is the best you're going to get Trey. So if you want right. to be QB two, when you play the Raiders, you have to freaking dominate. This should be your Super Bowl. Yeah. But what's interesting about that is like, what men, what mindset are you supposed to have? Like, are you supposed to go out there and like wing it deep and make plays and go off script or is him killing it? throwing the ball in rhythm to short, short to intermediate. Cause to me, what he's been doing in training camp is that, and that's what everyone said he couldn't do. 
And he's still pushing the ball downfield more than Brock and more than Darnold. But what he's doing that is different is the short to intermediate stuff. And no one makes that big of a deal about it. Like when Brock or Sam Darnold does it, they're like, man, what a great poised quarterback. But when <laughs> Lance does it, everyone's like crickets. So to me, what Lance needs to do is keep doing that, man. Keep playing yes. within yourself. Don't try to do too much. Just execute the offense because that's exactly what they said you couldn't do. And that's what you're doing. So keep doing it. And people will and appreciate it. That's what Kyle wants. Because Kyle yes. wants robo yeah. quarterback. He wants He control. really does. Yeah. He wants, you know, he at least wants to feel like you're going to go where he wants you to go. Now, once the game starts and, you, you know, if you were the starter and you get in there and you do other stuff, whatever. But he needs to feel good enough about. Maybe whatever. Maybe whatever. I don't know about that. I think Kyle's the kind of guy where, like, you could, you could leave the pocket. Create your own play, throw for 50 yards, and Kyle's like, man, the, the deep, the, the quick out was open. That was the first read. I need you to hit that throw. Well, I we saw that literally that happened yeah. last year when Brock uh-huh. threw a touchdown to Kittle against the Raiders. Jawan Jennings was open on a quick out on the other side of the field, and Kyle bait the feedback that Brock got was basically like, hey, you missed the quick out. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, I just yeah. threw a touchdown back. That's Kyle, man. And that's even so Brock isn't in the inner sanctum either yet. He's still a pledge. And so Brock hasn't even felt Kyle's. Uh, criticism yet it's coming but dude nothing you do is good enough until essentially you make more money than Kyle Shanahan when you make more money than Kyle Shanahan Kyle backs off and he's like all right man like your opinion matters why don't you come vacation with me and we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk it out but like if you're making 400k he's like dog let's talk about the four plays you messed up right now I mean, he does coach quarterbacks hard, whether it's, you know, whoever the hell Even it's going to be. Jimmy made like three times what Kyle made, and Kyle didn't give a damn. <laughs> but then Jimmy didn't give a damn either, so got to love him. Don't you think it's going to be weird for Jimmy to be back with the Niners? Like, I think it's going to be a little bit weird, weird. for Brock because I think of – I thought of Kittle wearing that Jimmy shirt. Remember, was it after the Seattle game on Thursday Night Football? Yeah. And Brock was like, dude, yeah. like, what the hell? And it's like, I think he's a little sensitive to that too. Yeah, also, like, what if Brock doesn't play well in these joint practices and Jimmy does? That's a big story. Right. That's what I think, too, right? Because there's going to be happen. comparison. Yeah, there is. there are going to be comparisons. Now, fortunately, I don't think any beat rider is going to be able to watch both fields at the same time. I think that's physically yeah. impossible. But what you do have is, you know, uh, companies, NBC Sports, The Athletic, they have multiple people. They can collaborate. And I, I'm working solo, but I have friends like – Ryan Sakamoto covers the Raiders. I'm sure he'll be watching Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sure we can collaborate fine. And we're, we're going to get the numbers. We're all going to know. But um, I do think it's going to be funny for people watching the Jimmy field. Like, what is Fred Warner going to say to that man? Because Fred Warner talks a lot of crap. A lot of crap. And I think he probably held his tongue to a degree on the Niners practice field because that's your franchise quarterback. But now he doesn't have to anymore. What if he says something like, man, we carried your ass for five years? I'd I, like to. Yes. I'd like to know. Yeah. And, you know, Jimmy and Max Crosby supposedly got into it at Raiders practice the other day because Jimmy was talking trash. Like, what if Jimmy has one good play and he starts to talk a little trash? Fred Warner's going to be like, are you serious? <laughs> it's going to be Jimmy was talking trash? Which yeah. Jimmy is? It's a new Jimmy Garoppolo, man. He was always so, like, buttoned down and conservative with the 49ers. No, Until the last not, year, he started cursing. It's started not a cursing. new Jimmy. Did you see the reports that he's thrown seven interceptions over the last two days at practice? <laughs> Yeah, I did see that. The the Raiders are like, oh, my God. I thought he was supposed to be the best quarterback in the league. His numbers are so good. And then uh, I will say, if you want to follow some Raiders people, Paul Gutierrez covers the Raiders for ESPN. ESPN. Vic Tafer covers them for the Athletic. Athletic. 
Because pay attention to what they say. What do they say about Lance? What do they say about Brock? Because they have no, there's no bias there. They don't care. They're just going to report on what they see. So I'm fascinated to see what the Raiders people say about the Niners. They're probably going to be pretty impressed considering how bad Jimmy Garoppolo has been this offseason. <laughs> They're going to be like, wow. But like, nah, this is what Jimmy looked like on the Niners, man. If you put Brock on the Raiders, I'm sure he'd be struggling too. I'm sorry. I haven't no, been I'm not sure, but I just I'm guessing. I haven't been thrilled with the stuff that I've been hearing about Brock. I'm not gonna lie. Like, and and you know, somebody asked Kyle this week, does Brock need to even play in the preseason? I'm like, are you out of your freaking mind? Of course he yeah. needs to play in the pre. He's not a 10-year no. vet. Like, no, he's the real deal. Brock. He's Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers mixed together. The real deal. I've people have said it. So he's almost he's almost he's like, like Joe Montana's essentially. So he's good. <laughs> he's good. He's ready to go. Yeah, I feel I don't like- know why the Niners are doing this to themselves because they keep they keep raising the bar on themselves. You have the real deal at quarterback. All right, man, go win the Super Bowl right now. Because I think a lot of people are being like, "Yeah, it's not their year. Yeah, they got to figure this quarterback situation out. They got to figure out that right. Maybe next year is their year." Kyle right. said it's this year. Cool, sweet, do it. Like, there's going to be no patience for Brock. Partly because he got off to such a good start last no. year, people are going to be like, "All right, like the evaluation is going to change." Whereas last year, his mistakes were as a third string guy, last pick in the draft. At least the 49ers are still in these games. This year, it's going to be like, "How no. is he even functional?" Right? Wow. Yeah. Now but it's like, year, okay, it's... you're the unquestioned starter of a Super Bowl team. Like, prove that you deserve that. Go. And I don't yeah. want to hear. And if you're not good enough for them to win a Super Bowl. It's your fault, man. Sorry. Well, Just and you it was can't Jimmy's hear... fault. You can't say like, oh, well, he's young. He's got to grow and all this stuff. It's like, no, because you've all been telling us that this is the guy that that is the real deal. Right. Like, so then. Right. Okay, then we have to hold you to a very high standard. Also, people pretend like he never lost a game. He lost the NFC championship game. He started it. He couldn't make it through the first drive. He lost as opposed to Colin Kaepernick, who was down like 24 to nothing or something in the NFC championship game and then won. So being able to stay healthy in a football game is a skill. I'm not saying getting hurt is your fault, but staying healthy is a, a feather in your cap. Kaepernick did it. He went to the Super Bowl. Brock didn't. He still has a lot to prove. He lost his last start, and he wasn't great in the, in the start before that either. He was okay. He also got bailed out at the end of that Raiders game when he threw up a pass that he never should have thrown. It just floated in the air, and Ayuk bailed him out at the end of that game by catching it. But whatever. That <laughs> yep. stuff that happens. That yep. happens. I'm not saying know. he's bad. I'm right. not saying he's bad, but is he good enough to win a Super Bowl? He has to be. He has to be. They put him in this situation. That's the whole reason that Trey couldn't play his first year, right? Because right. it's a win-now team. All right, well, Brock's ready. He's win-now. He's the real deal. Sorry, Brock, but your coach just put that on you, so now you got to step up. Yeah, you can't not play the guy you drafted third overall because it's a win-now team when you never win. Like If you don't actually win at all, at some point it's right. like, okay, we just need to play this person. Joseph Stockbridge, thanks for the super chat. Niners will never win the Super Bowl until their playlist consists of purely Bay Area music. How do you feel about that? I think that's there's something to that. There's a little too much Southern Atlanta rap, and I think that's either because Kyle spent time in Atlanta or most <laughs> of the players are from the South, which I get. But uh, Du Bois would be great. La Russell would be great. You know, but that's that's more Vallejo. That's more Vallejo. But you know, Vallejo is the Bay too, and. I don't know. There's just not as much rap coming from Santa Clara these days. But you can get a really nice Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich in Santa Clara. So there's that. Robert Holquin, Grant just loves starting drama. I start it? Or do I describe it? Well, you certainly don't stop it. (laughs) I'll say that. I don't know. Maybe. Hey, I didn't make it the Niners have a backup quarterback competition. That was their idea. Right. Who the hell does that? That's drama. Hate now, Trey fanboys, because you will be eating your words. It's not hate. Like, again, what? 
just because you want one quarterback to start doesn't mean and, and his picture is Brock Purdy. Right. Like, yeah. it is amazing cool. to me how many 49er fans take glee and joy out of what is going on with Trey Lance. Like, this is a member of your own team, and he's done yeah, nothing. He's so tribal. I, I'm a Trey fan. I'm a Brock fan. No, I thought you were a 49er fan. They're both on the same team. They're probably friends. Why are you so tribal? With, what's the deal here? Very silly. It's really, really strange. Because the fact of the matter is probably none of them are good enough. So you picking one is like, cool. None of these guys could be in the team next year. Their quarterback could be Kirk Cousins. Like, <laughs> let's be yes. honest. That's a very real thing. Yeah. And also, like, Brock could get hurt and Trey could uh -huh. come in and then you're going to have to be cheering for this guy that you've been... And then been... he could get hurt too. And then it could be freaking <laughs> Sam Darnold time and no one wants him. But, like, I, I saw a picture yesterday of somebody had Photoshopped Trey Lance, like, working at a fast food joint. Like, you took time and effort to make that video like you could have to be rooting for this guy history has shown yeah. since 2014 more than likely he's gonna play at some point this year and yet you're just trashing him like i don't know any people that like trey lance that are photoshopping brock purdy failing and doing all that crap but it, it goes the other way but it makes sense though because trey lance got arrested that one time oh wait no he didn't oh <laughs> but he beat up his girlfriend right no nah, he didn't do that either oh but he was he got uh, no nothing he didn't do anything he got hurt twice. He started four games and played like three of them. I don't get it, man. Some people really don't like him. And I'd understand it if there was something he did that was unsavory. But essentially, he's just a young guy who kind of got screwed over and probably should have been drafted by any other team. Like, <laughs> right. I'm not saying he's the right quarterback for this team, but how do you not sympathize with him a little bit? The Niners wanted him and then changed their mind. And he's like, okay, can I leave? And they're like, no. Like, that sucks. That's awful. I feel terrible. Benjamin Bear. Oh, my God, stats. That's so right. Someone actually spent time to create a Photoshop. Yeah, it's pretty pathetic. Uh, this JM617. Oh, my God, they think Lance is Mahomes. Like, literally, no one has ever said that. No one has ever said that. All people that want Trey to play have said is, it'd be nice to see if this guy can play is all. Like, also, also, like, an organization that gives up that much for a player can't just abandon the project after three and a half games because you found Brock Purdy. Like, come on, come Did you on. See Don't tell me that. The Johnny Manziel documentary on Facebook. Have you seen I that? I saw some clips and they're really funny. The dude said he watched zero film. Like literally not proud of it. He was like, of film. he's so proud zero. of it, man. Yeah. He got eight starts. That's twice as many as Trey Lance. <laughs> Johnny Manziel seems like the kind of dude at the bar who just like, brags about all the crazy stuff he did he's like man i was in the nfl i didn't watch any film i stayed up all night i didn't give a f like nice dude that's super done now you're in the bar with me that's cool yeah what could have been yeah. uh let's see ken yeah. ken konecki says trey lance was drafted number three overall when he wasn't even worth it we don't know we don't know if he wasn't i do worth think it's it. fair to say the niners really i mean kyle didn't really do his homework he brought this dude into the into the organization and was like <laughs> He's not ready to go. Oh, my God. He, he, he doesn't throw his tight spiral like him in. Like, what did you like, study this guy for three weeks before the final? What happened, man? Are you cramming before the final? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, like his inexperience was a total shock to the 40. Like, you're telling me a lack of reps is a problem? Like, yeah, it is, man. And, and the solution isn't putting him on the bench. I'll tell you that. I tell you that. You can go back, and and I've done this. You look at the transcript from the first press conferences after they drafted Trey. Kyle talks about how he's a natural quarterback and how he's, mm -hmm. they feel like he's mm -hmm. ready. Like, mm -hmm. oh, wrong. So they, wrong. They were incorrect in wrong. their evaluation. No. But that's not Trey's fault. But anyway. No.
let's transition a little bit because I want to get into like one. He lied on his resume. He's like, I played three years at Alabama. I'm actually I won two you. national titles. I threw 800 passes. Like that didn't happen. That it was all there. You messed up, Kyle. You didn't do your homework. I think it's clear that they didn't get what they thought they were getting. Correct. Correct. And that's on them. Um, like they didn't. They didn't even get the athlete they thought they were getting. Like, man, that's not hard to actually scout. Yes, there that are was- stopwatches and and their tape measures and stuff. Like, figure that out. Come on. Mista says his super chat was ignored by me. I don't think so. Oh, let this see, one. Let me see. Let me I see. apologize. My okay, bad. sorry. Thoughts on Lance getting traded to the Bucks for third and fourth rumors. I know the Bucks were interested in Trey Lance earlier this offseason, but Mike third Silver and said, fourth since when? Right. Mike Silver said the best they got offered was a fifth. Right. So why would his he hasn't played since 2019, third? man? He <laughs> hasn't played football since I was making like 1500 a month and living in a one bedroom apartment. Uh that's the last time he was playing football. Now I'm rich. Okay. <laughs> I'm, rich, I'm just kidding. But I have a freaking house and two cars and this dude still hasn't played football. My life has changed. I was a total 180. And Trey's still like, maybe next year I'll get to play. Maybe, maybe when Grant <laughs> is 45 years old, I'll get to play football. Ken is back. Trey Lance played for a garbage school. When you're drafted that high, that means you're an elite talent ready to play, and he wasn't. Still not ready. How could he be ready? He hasn't played. Of course he's still not ready. You don't magically become ready. That's not how it works. Man, that that Trey Lance, the anger at Trey Lance. They're angry at him as if he played and he wasn't good. They're right. If he played a whole year and wasn't good, they're angry at him like that, except he's only started four games, finished three, and one was a monsoon. I just feel like they're angry at their that they drafted him. They're angry that they couldn't coach him. They're angry that they spent two years getting no results while Jeff Christensen did it in like a month. All of that is frustrating. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just feels like you go out with a girl who's really hot and you realize like, man, she's out of my league. Like, I can't do this. Like, I can't, I can't please her. I can't, I can't do this. And like, you're trying to gracefully get out knowing that she's going to dump you. She doesn't like you. You're not good. You, you, you're just not equipped for her. And you're like, you know what? She's going to figure it out in about a month. And I got to get out because this is going to really hurt my self-confidence. <laughs> so I'm going to start seeing other girls. I'm going to make her feel like she did something wrong. I'm going to say her cooking isn't good. I'm going to say her feet stink. Whatever. Nothing she does is good enough because I know in a month she's going to realize I'm not the one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gaslight her. That's what it feels like to me. Sorry, Trey. You're not good enough, even though you never had a shot. The anger is misdirected. You're right. It should be. You should be angry at the 49ers. You should be angry at Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and Adam Peters and all of that stuff. That's really where it should go. Trey Niner says, I feel sorry for Trey as well. But where did the organization go wrong with him? Trey opened as the starter and got injured. Brock came in and killed it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can can, can we just imagine that this, this organization is in Philadelphia? Okay. This is Philadelphia, not San Francisco or New York. And this organization spends three first round picks on a quarterback. Okay. And they get him hurt. And then they say, Brock Purdy, little Brock, is our is the real deal. Like, I'm sorry, but that market would be like, uh, no, the f- he isn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> but out here, everyone's like, man, that's the smartest I've ever heard. That's hella smart. We're in a more evolved fan base. We understand the genius behind that. Like, no 
I'm sorry, man. I think this would this would be laughed at in other markets. And I'm the only person. Well, maybe I'm not the only person, but I'm one of the only people out here being like, this is crazy. <laughs> what? Remember when Nick Foles won a Super Bowl with the Eagles? Who was the starting Dude. quarterback for the Eagles the year after that? In week one? Carson Wentz. They're like, thank you so much, Nick. We'll, we'll build a, a statue of you. You know, we'll, we'll let you ride in the front at the parade, but you're not our starting quarterback. You Let's be honest. The team. And they were right. Like, they're very sentimental out here. Not so sentimental in the East Coast. Miguel Ruiz, Lance being drafted number three is on the Niners and nobody else. How do we trash players for being drafted where they were? Exactly. He didn't draft himself. He didn't <laughs> lie in his resume. Everything was there. The Niners could have done their homework. They, they didn't. I mean, there was a lot of evidence on Mac Jones and Justin Fields and the Niners didn't want those two. They wanted the dude whose resume was like this long. That was their choice. The one thing I would say with Trey is he probably should have went back to school and played more, but at the same time, he got $22 million. So, I don't know. Maybe not. It's crazy that he hasn't started and finished two straight games since before COVID existed. <laughs> Think about that. It's wild. Dude, that was like, yeah. That's like, that's like BC before COVID. BC, right. Brady Hill, Purdy ain't it. All right, thanks for that. Um, can I ask you about some of the training camp narratives? What is going on with the comments? Get the hell out of here. Um, why I'm so excited about this Raiders joint practice and game is because we get to see if some of that stuff actually holds up, right? For example, I haven't heard anybody say a bad word about Ty Davis Price this training camp. He's been getting tons of praise. One, does he look to you? And two, <clears throat> do you think that actually holds up or is this like a Trent Taylor training camp hero type story? I don't know. I think I thought Ty Davis Price was like the worst player on the team last year. Like Ty Davis <laughs> Price would just run into his offense alignment every time. It's like, man, can you not find daylight? I like guess it's, it's not, I'm not saying it's hard to play. It's like easy to play running back, but like there's not a lot you have. There's not a transition. You run to daylight. And in this offense, there's no specific hole. It's not like a gap scheme where you're taking like yes. one one gap and trying to make it wider. Like it's a stretch zone. You, you pick the freaking lane that you want, pick it quick, make, be decisive and go. Make one cut and go. And he was indecisive, running into his blockers. I was like, this guy's hopeless. But this year, he is decisive. He's finding daylight. So he's functional. Like Raheem Mostert, when he played on this team, was never flashy. He would never make more than one cut in a run, right? He was just, he would take advantage of good blocking. He had the burst to get to the edge, and he was really, really efficient. I don't know that Ty Davis Price is like that. He doesn't have that kind of burst, but yeah. he can get to the edge, and he's 220, and he can follow, you know, fall forward. He, I feel like he could average five yards a carry in this offense, but I still think that Jordan Mason is a better player. Jordan Mason is the kind of guy who can, he doesn't have the same burst as Ty Davis Price, but he can string together multiple cuts. He's not a he's not just a one cut guy. He's a downhill runner, but he doesn't hesitate. He's not he's not like Le'Veon Bell in the back in the backfield. He's gets downfield and then he makes one guy miss, makes another guy miss. Ty Davis Price is going to try to run through contact. Jordan Mason can do that and he can make guys miss. I'm such a huge Jordan Mason fan. The only reason he didn't play more last year is because I don't think he knew the whole offense. Some rookies take longer to le learn that than others. I think he's got it now because he's like on the field for every freaking play in practice. And I think the Niners trust him as a receiver, as a running back. He's really good. They're both good. They're both good. Doesn't leave a lot of room for Elijah Mitchell to make this team. He needs to be healthy because the Niners have three really good running backs. 
And with as much as they give the ball to Christian McCaffrey, I don't know that you need a fourth tailback on this team, considering <laughs> you also have Debo and yeah. Ray Ray and, and Juice and Juice. So, yeah, I mean, they traded Jeff Wilson Jr. for a fifth. My, but the thing is, here's the, here's the thing. Kyle Shanahan loves Elijah Mitchell. Loves him. Loves him. And I don't know how Kyle feels about Jordan Mason room. or Ty Davis Price. I know. Kyle isn't consistent. There's no rhyme or reason for the people he loves. But Elijah Mitchell is as close to being in the Cabo click without being in the Cabo click that one could be. Elijah. Mm-hmm. He loves that man. Yeah, I don't think he should be on That's the way team. That's the way it is. Like, again. I'm with you. Super Bowl window, right? Win now window. I can't wait for Elijah Mitchell to get healthy. And I agree. I love him when he's on the field. Love him. He's He's great. But he's never on the field. He missed 16 no. to 20 games last year. He missed a bunch uh-huh. of time the year before. He was hurt in minicamp. He's hurt in training he's hurt camp. Now. What? He's hurt now. And it's yeah, a non-contact injury again. You know, I can't wait. Sorry. If I can't play my franchise quarterback, then I can't play Elijah Mitchell, especially with everybody else on the roster. So uh, what about yeah. Colton McKivitz? Colton McKivitz has been getting a lot of love. But I worry with Colton McKivitz that the bar was so low for him that we're giving him a lot of praise simply because he wasn't the train wreck that some people thought he was going to be. Yeah. And I don't know why he's getting a lot of love either. I mean, in one-on-ones he faces Kerry Hyder, Drake Jackson, right. Taco Charlton, Cleveland Farrell. Like, okay. If he wins those reps, what does that prove? What's he going to do against Max Crosby? I'm not saying if he loses that reps, he's trash, but like right tackles have to face really good edge rushers most weeks. Most weeks, you don't just get let off the hook uh, because you're on the right side. And I think he's been let off the hook all offseason because the Niners don't have a dominant edge rusher on that side. I mean, he hasn't had to face Nick Bosa. So I, I want to see McKivitz against some real talent. And that's Max Crosby. I'd like to see that. And the other team is going to put their best pass rusher on McKivitz because they're not going to want to put him on Trent Williams. So he's going to draw that it's assignment. A waste. Absolutely. Most of the time, yeah. That's like, true. If it's third want. and six plus, you got to have your best edge rusher on McKivitt's side. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's going to face that. So, which means you got to have your tight end on McKivitt's side, too. Like, and that's, that takes George Kittle out of the play, all that stuff, or the running back, McCaffrey, one of the two. Fire the Great says, Did y'all see what Nick Wright said about the 49ers quarterback? Yeah, he situation? stole all my points. That dude must watch me. He has good taste. Thank you, Nick. I didn't see what he said, but. He I mean, said that I, Trey Lance essentially is getting written off quicker than any top three quarterback in the history of the NFL, which is true. Yeah, We've all done that. <laughs> true, we that. Welcome, yeah. Nick Wright, to the last like six Thanks, months Nick. of our lives. I feel like Nick Wright um, is like most of the talking heads that talk about every single sport and every single team. Like, you don't really know about every team, but he does his homework better than probably Colin Cowherd. I think he does his own homework as opposed yeah. to Colin Cowherd. Colin's got and his own problems right now. He must have good taste because he'd be watching me. So shout out to Nick Wright. Did you see what Colin, what just happened with Colin Coward? What if, he, I'm sorry, but like, I feel like he deserves to make gaffes like that because he's the kind of guy who like is very careless. He just comes across as someone who's super careless, lets other people do his homework for him, talks about she doesn't understand, and okay, well, this is what you get. Dwayne Haskins on a graphic of quarterbacks that can't win the Super Bowl this year. Not, did he apologize? Six months ago. No. I have no did idea. he apologize? He should. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the f- I was talking about. That was insensitive. Sorry. Sorry. He didn't have that. To his Somebody family? on that show has got to catch that. It almost felt like a joke. Trey Niners. We're really getting hyped off Ty Davis Price from training camp when he hasn't done crap in real games since he's been here. The proven guys are Christian McCaffrey, Jordan Mason, and Elijah Mitchell. But Elijah Mitchell's always hurt. But we saw it with Jordan Mason last year. We were like, hey, man, this guy's really good in camp. Let's see if it translates to the games. It did. I'm just saying, everyone sees it. with I see it, too. He's He went from a, an indecisive running back who would – you know, just run into the back of his freaking 
blockers to a guy who's finding daylight on most runs and making one cut and getting upfield. So that's what you want. That's why they drafted him. And from your third running back, that's all you need. That's all you want. You know what you haven't seen, too? You know what you haven't seen once in training camp? Debo playing running back. Not once. Yeah, I think that's done. I think think for the most part. They never wanted to do it. They did it because they had to. And now teams have adjusted to it. Like, it had a shelf life. And I think that's, for the most part, he'll get a couple Mm -hmm. carries here and there, but it's pretty much over. End arounds, screens, no doubt. But you don't have to line them up in the freaking I formation anymore. Stop. Yeah, I agree. Stuntman. Hey, Grant, what's up with the Beal kid, the rookie? Injured. That's why they brought in, uh, I mean, it happens, but that's why they brought in Taco Charlton and other guys. So he's hurt. Uh, He could start the season on pup. Is Taco or Cleveland Farrell going to get the Chris Kacarek stimulus package, as Jason Aponte likes to call it? Could be. Could be. I feel like it's not going to be Farrell. If I had to bet on anyone, I think I'd bet on, I don't know, Austin Bryant has been healthy the last two days and he keeps getting sacks. He's been getting a lot of love. I feel like Austin Bryant might be the one. I don't know. Watch out for him. That guy looks actually uh, fast and explosive. Jack Hammer said he thinks Drake Jackson is going to be more of a right place, right time kind of pass rusher rather than a guy like a D Ford who just dominates on his own. What do you think? I'm not, I don't see it with Drake Jackson. I don't see like, what are his pass rush moves? He'll do a bull rush where he just goes directly into the, the blocker's chest or he'll try to run around the edge. I don't see a lot more than that. I don't think, I mean, I know he's a good athlete who can bend and stuff, but I don't see him winning very much or in sophisticated ways where like Taco Charlton's like a first round pick who does have some pass rings got long. He, 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 you can see him like doing different things. I don't see that with Drake. Um, and then with Austin Bryant, he just seems like leaner, faster, more explosive than Drake. Like, Doing the things that Drake does, but better. That's the way I see that one. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's. I mean, a Drake's bit bigger than the, like, like Austin Bryant. You wouldn't want him on the field on first and second down. He looks like he's two fifty. He looks like D Fort. I mean, taller. So one of these guys will be the base DN setting the edge. Maybe it'll be Drake. Maybe it'll be Cleveland Farrell. But on third down, I don't know that you just roll Drake Jackson out there. Like well, he'll have to earn that. And if he doesn't, they have other guys. Taco Charlton being one of them. Austin Bryant being another. Interesting. Well, I was kind of hoping we would see a leap from Drake Jackson, but maybe I'll have to wait a little longer. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but just from what I see in one-on-ones, I don't see a guy who's going to be winning very much. But again, he's going to be playing next to Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, and Javon Hargrave. So he could get cleanup sacks. Like they, they could flush the quarterback out to his side, and all of a yes. sudden he's chasing him down. He, he, he could be getting sacks four seconds into the down, five seconds into the down. Remember when Kerry Hyder had like eight sacks a couple years ago? That's how he did it. That's exactly how he did it. That, and I think that's kind of the goal for the, like, that's sort of their plan, yeah. right? That's why yeah. they wanted Hargrave to push the pocket up the middle. You know, Bose is going to be coming from the other end. Like, so but the way of- it worked with D Ford was he was always the first guy in the pocket. <laughs> and right. Like he would miss, he would get in, cause havoc, make the quarterback move reset. And then it's like, okay, now you got Armstead Buckner and Bose in your face. Good luck. I yeah. th- that was the formula. And that's why I like Austin Bryant. Like he gets in there quick. He doesn't necessarily, he may not necessarily get the sack, but if the quarterback has to like uh, reset because of Austin Bryant, then you're screwed. Right. <laughs> you're in trouble. Then you're screwed. You're in trouble. Yeah. And that's exactly what the 49ers have been trying to get back to since 2019. Right. Uh, they haven't totally been able to do it. Maybe this is a year that that actually happens. Uh, Maybe. Jay McCollin says, food suggestion, Sicky's Garage Burgers in Vegas. Dope. Thank you very much. I'm looking for places that aren't super expensive. 
in Vegas because everything's like, why don't you come to Michael Mina's or freaking Wolfgang Pucks? Like, no. Look, just nah. post a couple YouTube shorts. That'll buy your meal. I know how the Grant Cohen YouTube channel works. You'll be fine. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm not going to be getting like filet mignon every night. Come on. You got to get one good look like out there. Well, yeah, what do I look like? No, I'm going to have a bunch of good meals. That's the only thing I'm going to be. I'm not going to be gambling. Right. I'm going to be spending yeah. money on Ubers and meals. That's what I'm going to do. Tell you right yep. now. Tell That's you right now. What I would do. Hell yeah. Let's go to somebody on the flip side before we get to a couple more super chats. Because I saw what you wrote up about Cam Latu the other day about how he looks terrible. And then I Dude, see him in the post-game two press hands. conference. Two hands. You're a rookie, dude. D- do it right. What are you doing? Who are you to just go up? To, like, I'm sorry. That's not going to fly in the NFL, man. I'm so surprised. So yeah, surprised. I, he says he's too slow. He says he does. He's thinking about too much. He doesn't know the system. Like, this is the guy. I, I didn't even say I didn't stick around to listen. That's what he said. Yeah. He, he said, I, I, I believe it. way too much. I'm too slow out it. there. Uh, he did say like, look, you know, I started out as a D end in college and I eventually transitioned to tight end. Like I got it. I worked my way up to being the starter. So he thinks he'll mm. do it again, but stunning kind of like a, he's a stunning mission from him. Yeah. He's a project. Yeah. You can see that he hasn't played the position for long because it's not, it, you have to make a real effort to catch every pass. Uh, you got to lay out Brandon. I, you laid out yesterday. Like you, you can't, it's not good enough to just put out an arm and be like, Oh, that wasn't a great, like, no, get lay out, dude. Act right. like you care because you know who else you know who is going to do that. Everyone else on the team, except you, yeah. Kittle will, Dwelly will, not you. So that's a real easy way to differentiate yourself from everyone. And right now, like on the sideline, he's kind of a punchline. Like, hey, did you? Has Latu had a catch today? No. Hey, is Latu going to do anything today? No. Like that's Latu. He's the he's the AJ Jenkins on the team right now. The guy that everyone knows is going to do nothing that day. Oof, I mean, what sucks about it too is that he is a good route runner. I've seen it. He can get open. He can get open. Not a great athlete. He runs a four eight or something, but he gets open and he's big. And I think he's going to be a good blocker. But he drops everything. He drops everything. How? <laughs> How? Dude, just get on the job. I think he can make like I think he can make acrobatic catches. He just seems like he's not locked in. I don't get it. Oh, let's. I don't get it. I don't do get it. it. Yeah, dude, do better. We're all watching. You can Dave, do it. Sir, we believe in you. Fair to say that none of the quarterbacks are looking like they can win the Super Bowl this year. That being said, Trey's growth might increase our chances next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> next year. Next year. That should be the Niners, uh, like, slogan. They should just put it on Levi's next year. Mm. Not, we got it next year. Super Bowl or bust next year. <sighs> it's, it's, it's frustrating. Quest because- for six next year. Sorry. Like, as a fan, these are the good times, right? Your team is not always going to be in the playoffs every year. You're going to have rebuilding years, all this stuff. This is the good time, but it's also frustrating because they are so close and they haven't been able to win a championship that, like, you can't even totally enjoy the good time because they haven't actually finished the job. Yeah, it's, it's like if, if you're old enough to remember the hardball years, you know this doesn't last forever. Like, right. Trent Williams is at the end. George Kittle is nearing the end. Eric Armstead, nearing the end. Javon Hargrave, nearing the end. So, yeah, the Niners may be able to build a new team around Nick Bosa and which, fine. But this particular team, nearing the end. And I think there's got to be like a lot of urgency and desperation to validate this entire run. Use check, nearing the end. They got to do it. Think about the hardball years, right? 2011, NFC Championship game. 2012. Head of schedule. Super Bowl. 
2013. Right on time. NFC Championship game. The end. And it was over. over. It was over after over. that. And now look Two at the years later. Everyone's gone. Retired, fired, gone. Like, it happens fast. Look at the 49ers. 2019, Super Bowl. 2021, NFC Championship game. 2022, NFC Championship game. Like, we may be at the end of the window already. <laughs> also, when I was at UCLA, we went to uh, the Final Four three years in a row. Like, we were the best, but we never quite got over We We never quite got over the hump. And then a few years later, Ben Howland was fired, and we sucked again. That happened. This, it happens in sports. You can't just – just because you're, you're, perennial, you're perennially in the winner's circle doesn't mean it's going to be like that forever. Sometimes right. it ends. Let's hope we can at least – just give me one more run at it, please. Give me one more run. Yeah, you know why? January is a very lucrative month when they're in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. It's the best. Yeah, I'm independent. People that got root against the Niners – I like them in the play. Make make the playoffs at least, and also honestly, go to the Super Bowl. I don't care if you win it or not. Either way, fine. Actually, I think if they won the Super Bowl, that would be better for business. But I don't really care. Just go to the Super Bowl, so I can have the whole Super Bowl week. Right. Yeah. From a business perspective, just getting there is good. But you would kill Kyle if he got to another Super Bowl and lost. You'd crush it. Sure. But if they, but if he won, I feel like there would be so many new Niner fans that that would be good for business too. Like I don't have to have like something over Kyle. I don't have to have like the upper hand on Kyle and be like, Oh, you're not who you think you're. I'd be happy to say, Hey man, you did it. Congrats. And I, I'm taking credit because I was riding you. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's, that's the what I'll spirit. do. I'll just take credit for it. And just say, you're welcome. Yeah. Just ask him, you know, make sure you tell him what size you want your championship ring to be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, Oh, two more people I want to ask you about Danny Gray. Can this guy catch? Is he good? What, what's the deal yeah. with that? I think he's better. Like last year, I, I was like, no, this guy catches with his chest. He's not really a route runner. He's a one trick pony who, you know, is going to drop a deep ball wide open in a game and they're never going to throw him one again. This year, like he's had to develop other parts of his game because the starting quarterback isn't a deep thrower. Like if, if Danny Gray is going to make this team, he needs to show he can do other th uh, things other than run fades. Mm -hmm. because he's not going to get that target. So all of a sudden, he's running the route that every wide receiver on this team has to run. The in, the dig, the 15-yard inbreaker. And that's a tough one because you often get smacked. You run that against zone coverage. You get hit by linebackers. You got to catch the ball above your head. It's hard. He's doing it. Will he do it in games when you could actually get hit? We'll see. Like, Dante Pettis wouldn't do it in practices. He would hear... Footsteps and practices. So it's so far so good. He's built. He's he looks like he has an NFL body. He looks like he's doing everything right. I think he's gonna make the team. Um, and if Trey Lance ever plays, he really might make an impact. I I'm old enough to remember the Trey Lance Danny Gray preseason touchdown uh, against the Packers. God, that, that happened wasn't even a year ago. When that happened, I remember doing the instant reaction after the game and being like, "Holy crap, it's happening! Like this is the offense that we're gonna see." And then not. It was a okay. really nice throw from Lance, too. Yeah. Really nice imagine throw. that. Um, yeah. That's the I one proud. thing he hasn't been hitting consistently in training camp. Like, he's been really good in the short and intermediate stuff. But all of a sudden, his deep throws during 11-on-11s have been low and overthrown. It's like, what are you, freaking Jimmy Garoppolo now? Like, what the freak? What happened to you, man? But it's early. And I do think it's really important that he's improving the other parts of his game. But I feel like he has this new throwing motion. And all of a sudden, the deep throws are like... A, an adventure for him? I don't know. I mean, it's early. We'll see. That's not we'll the see. narrative that you hear, though. We always hear uh -uh. about, oh, Trey Lance missed a short pass. We don't hear that he's hitting the short and intermediate stuff and that the deep stuff is... We hear the opposite. I think the narrative... or I think the reporting on Trey Lance has been 
lazy at best and inaccurate at worst. And people just say, you know, it's biased or whatever, but I think a lot of people just want to crap on Trey. And there's a big market for it. And if you do it, you get a lot of attention. That's what people do. Yeah. Uh, Matthew McCose says, Kelsey equals 33, <laughs> best tight end in the NFL. George Kittle equals 29 near the end. There's some sort of argument happening in the chat, apparently, about George Kittle. I think George Kittle is nearing the end of his time with the 49ers. I know George gets mad at me every time I say that. I don't care. Um, if he didn't have a, a year like he did last year to finish up, I don't know what the hell happens with George Kittle, but I know that he's got to keep it up with those damn touchdowns. Otherwise, he makes too much money for this team to keep him around. Kelsey and George are way different. Travis Kelsey has been the go-to guy in the passing game like every year of his career. George was yep. the go-to guy in the passing game like once or twice. Now he's the guy in the red zone, but he's not the first, second, third. He might not even he might be the he might be the fourth option in the passing game this year, which is fine. He's had injury issues. You got to have him healthy for the playoffs. He's a big game player. He steps up on the on the yep. biggest stages, but I don't know. Like a lot of games from Kittle are going to be four catches, twenty-five yards. Yes. A lot of games, maybe a touchdown, but that's him now. And like, look, if he can be a, a major red zone threat, you can Great. live with that. Cause he, he can For make sure. impact plays. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. that's people need to just accept that. Like him and Kelsey entirely. Kelsey's a wide receiver. Like he, he literally, no is doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um, last guy, Jair Brown. We heard really good things after he was drafted, got a lot of praise. I've heard virtually nothing about him in camp until yesterday when he intercepted Sam Darnold. Uh, people keep saying, well, he's a gamer. When the game start, we'll get out there. We're like, okay, the game starts Sunday. Let's see something, son. Ooh, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I mean, the interception he made yesterday, sure, it's his first one at camp, but I don't remember Jaquaski Tart making – I mean, he made maybe one. He had that one-handed interception against Carolina week one, yes. 2017. Other than that, nah. Jimmy Ward, love you, man, but nah. Like, this is the kind of play that Gibson makes, Funga makes. I don't think Brown's going to start anytime soon because Gibson is having, like, argue, he's having as good of a training camp as anyone on the team. He's See, three I haven't heard that. He has three pick sixes. He's killing Brock Purdy. <laughs> Like Brock Purdy would be doing pretty well if it wasn't for Tashawn Gibson. It's like Gibson knows, oh, you want you want to take my job? Oh, you traded up to spend your first pick on someone who plays my position? Let me show you what I do. Because the thing about Tashawn Gibson, everyone, no one, no one's ever thought anything of him in the NFL. I don't think I don't know how much money he's made. Every freaking year, four picks, five picks. Like, look at his look at his stat sheet. He's shockingly consistent. And it doesn't look like he's falling off anytime soon, but it's nice that they have depth. They have a third playmaker at safety when they used to have none. No offense, but what I think what Balky wanted was athletes who could play man-to-man coverage when needed. That's Tartan, Jimmy Ward. Yep. Uh, now you have playmakers who you don't want man-to-man coverage, but intercept passes. That's great. I want that too. Because you can't hit players anymore, but you can't pick off passes. There's Deshaun Gibson's numbers if you're watching on the stream. Five picks last year. He's had multiple picks. 32. Pretty much every year. 32 in his career. Like, wow. How many did Earl Thomas have in his career? Uh, Probably more. Probably more. And that's like a Hall of Fame safety. But I will say that I agree. The Niners had 30. 30. 30 in his career. Deshaun Gibson has 32. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying he's a great player. But you got to respect that. You got to respect that. And I think the Niners have shifted with their safeties from 
just stop the big play to make the big play. Make the freaking and, big play. Because if you had done that in the FC Championship game two years ago. As Kyle Shanahan recently brought up. Sorry, Tart. Catching strays from your former head coach. But, That's man, rough. I totally yeah. agree. All right. Let's get I get to the feeling Jaquaski Tart is never going to go to Cabo San Lucas. Cabo uh, San anything. Not with the Niners. Not with the Niners. Official BNA music. Welcome back. The chicken spot on Lamb in Washington, Grant. Thank you. Thank you, Brooks. Thank you. I need the suggestions. Pre- keep them coming. Uh, Crusher, 831. If McKivitz doesn't end up working out at right tackle, who has the best potential to fill that position on the current roster? That's the problem. <laughs> I don't know. Not Matt Pryor. That guy's awful. Sorry, Matt. I'm interested in Leroy Watson, but I also kind of feel like he's awful too. He's a good athlete who played tight end in college, and they're trying to turn him into an offensive tackle. And I think like he might work out eventually, but right now I just get the feeling he's not good at football. And maybe it's just a one-on-one thing. Like maybe in the 11 on 11s, he'll be better. But I was like, Ugh. but I do sort of, I'm open-minded with him. I, I McKivitz to me is like a guard that they're trying to play at tackle. I think you do better taking a tight end and moving him to tackle because you want the quick feet and stuff like that. I, I just don't think McKivitz has the foot quickness he's going to need to really mirror the best pass rushers in space because that's what right tackles have to do now. That's why they make almost as much money as left tackles. Yeah, I mean, what did McGlinchey get? Eighty million guaranteed from from. And he Denver. can't even do that. <laughs> right? That's true. He can't. But he was the best of uh, a bad free agent crop. Yep. Uh, Juan Torres says, "My buddy Richie is switching teams because of the way Kyle and the organization have handled Trey." I don't know that there's that's, anything I, uh, that the Niners rough. could do that would make me switch teams. And maybe that's no, I, I don't root for the Niners. I like covering them, and I feel like they're the most interesting team to cover in, in football. They're a lot like the Cowboys in the sense that. They have a huge fan base, and there's a lot of national and and global interest in them. But the Cowboys have their quarterback. Like, there's less to talk about with them. The Niners don't have their quarterback, which is nice. Thank you, Kyle. Yes. That, I mean, the, the interest with this team never stops. They always no. make it interesting for it's great. you. Yeah, and we will be I really here appreciate it. through all of it with you and of course this gets that's why i want kyle to be here because like they could replace him with someone named like john smith or something who sucks and is boring and you're like oh this isn't good anymore (laughs) so kyle win the super bowl we need to keep you around that that'll open up a whole other thing does he get an extension well let's worry about that when we get to it but enjoy the joint practices and the time in vegas grant we always appreciate uh, your time here on the show like and subscribe to the gold standard youtube channel and to the grant Mm -hmm. cohen youtube channel uh, official BNA at music buzzer. at the buzzer. <laughs> Lot twist. Cameron Latu becomes starting right tackle. Could happen. You know I wouldn't put anything past anything at this point. Who the hell knows what's going to happen with this team? Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. See you guys.